0: Hi there, and welcome to the Pearls from My Mom podcast. Every mom has special pearls of wisdom she passes on to her kids. In this podcast, we'll be talking about those pearls of wisdom, as well as the life lessons that our moms have passed down to us. We will be sharing to keep the legacy alive. Hello and welcome to Pearls from my mom, the podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Hott, and I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in today. I'm really excited about the interview that we have going on. But first, I do want to say a little bit of a thank you to everybody that's taken the time to download the podcast, listen to it, send me messages on my social media, um, doing the iTunes reviews, all of those kind of things. It means a lot to me. Uh, so I just wanted to, to say a thank you for that. But now let's go ahead and get into it today. I am to here today with Melissa Salerno and she is going to tell us about her mom. So hey, Melissa, how are you?
1: I'm well, thank you. How are you?
0: I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, for sure. Now, obviously you're here because you want to talk about your mom and you want to talk about the pearls of wisdom that she's given you. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. So let's just jump right into it. What do you want us to know about your mom? You can tell as much of her story as you want. You know, you can talk about where, where she's from, what she did for a living, or just anything that you think that, that we should know about who your mom was as a person.
1: Um, you know, when I think about my mom, the thing that comes right to the forefront of my mind is how just intense and passionate she was about life and especially about family and the people that she loved and for her family was not necessarily just blood relatives um she made it a um really made it her business to include any and everyone who she felt needed support needed roots needed guidance um you know she was always welcoming people. We were always having big family dinners and um, trying to make the holidays special. And I think she did that because in a lot of ways, um, she spent a pretty large portion of her life um, with a lot of instability and a lot of chaos and dysfunction and kind of maybe needing the person that she became, you know, somebody to kind of just be um, she was always in the underdog's corner, you know, and she just needed, um, I think to fulfill that role. And she loved to fulfill that role. Um, she loved to cook for people. She loved to entertain. Um, she was very giving and she was just a fierce, fierce, loyal, um, companion in whatever capacity she was as, as my mother, as my child's grandmother, as a friend. Um, she kind of knew almost exactly how to to love people and give them what they needed, maybe to get them out of whatever, whatever kind of darkness or hole they were in. She was a really considerate, loving person. And she was a fighter. She was a very resilient woman. And, um, you know, thinking back on on my childhood and you know, I think a lot of us, most of us come with baggage and issues. And when I think back to the type of childhood I I had and how my mom evolved as a human being and where she came from, you know, it's just amazing to me um, how normal, quote unquote, she was able to be. Um, given her, her circumstances, because she definitely was kind of working against the odds from birth, really. So...
0: It sounds like she was really nurturing. Like, that's the, like the, the one kind of word, if I were to, to kind of, you know, succinctly kind of put into what you were just talking about. It sounds like she was a really nurturing person.
1: She was very nurturing. She was very nurturing. And um, she just she loved fiercely she gave if you were kind of if she was in your corner she would give you 110% un, unwaveringly and and that is really um who she was and she would um always kind of let you know that she was there and let you know how amazing she thought you were even if you felt Even if you're having like the worst possible day, you know, I know, um, I think you mentioned you have children. Mm -hmm. I know sometimes as a mom, I have one daughter and sometimes I just feel like, oh my God, I am failing at this mom thing. Like I can't, what am I doing? I don't know what the hell I'm doing. (laughs) And, you know, she would always be able to kind of put it in perspective and make me feel like. Like, no, that's not, you know, those feelings are not the reality and you're doing the right thing and, you know, you're killing it basically. So um, she was just really, really good at that, at being nurturing and considerate in a lot of different ways, a lot of different ways. She showed her love in many different ways to many different people.
0: Oh, that's awesome. She sounds like a really, not only an amazing mom to you, but an amazing role model for you. And we all feel like that as moms. Like, you know, I don't know one single mom that's like, boom, I got my stuff together. I'm like the greatest. I mean, there are maybe fleeting moments that I have of that. You know, like when I, I get the kids to the bus on time and they have their, lunch <laughs> and their shoes are on, like, you know, I'm feeling like, all right, super mom over here. But for the most part, I think that's that's a totally normal feeling for every mom to have. And I'm sure your mom even felt like that at times, you know? Oh yeah,
1: totally. And I think, you know, my daughter's seven, so I'm able to recognize that. But you know, when she was, when my daughter was younger, um, I was just not okay with like, what is this feeling of, of, um, you know, not being in control and not knowing what to do and the books are wrong and, you know, why? So, um, you know, I think my mom was, she's a really good listener. She was a really good communicator. And um, like I said, she was very helpful to a lot of different people in a lot of different capacities, but I never never ever ever no matter what even if we were at odds doubted that you know my brother and her were really her world and her biggest she always said that her biggest success or her biggest accomplishment um were her her kids and i'm i feel like she really truly meant that she she felt a lot of joy in in watching us achieve some of the things that maybe she didn't have the opportunity to. Um, She took a lot of joy and pride in participating in our lives. And um, she was a tremendous role in my daughter's life and they had uh, a very special bond. And um, so she was just really, you know, when I think about her being gone, aside from kind of the day-to-day um, trials and tribulations and just like, Hey mom, what are you doing? What are you doing for dinner? Whatever BS phone calls. You know, I think about when I say to my husband, like there, there is no one else like her who was in my corner, no matter what, no matter what, no matter what. So
0: that's all. Awesome. I mean, that's all you can ask for a mom is to know that, you know, that, to know that every she has your back no matter what.
1: Right, that through the good, the bad, the look ugly, the great, the you know, through through it all. You know, your husband or your your significant other, your partner, you know, they might be able to provide that unconditionally, but at some point they can kind of say like well screw you, this is too much. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> But, you know, your mom, you know, I think she's just kind of, my mom was kind of like my first and biggest um biggest support, I would say, through a large, large portion of my life, so.
0: That's amazing. That's, I think that's, she sounds like, she sounds like a wonderful mom.
1: Yeah, yeah, she was, she was.
0: Excellent. So, if you could maybe give us a little bit of context, I think it always helps to know how long it's been since your mom's been gone, and I know you said your daughter's seven, Mm -hmm. and part of your daughter's life, so it must be fairly recent then, I guess.
1: Yeah, um, my mom. Had elective back surgery um, June 28th of this year, Mm -hmm. and 10 days later, um, had a pulmonary embolism, which is basically a blood clot to the lung, Mm -hmm. and um, suffered um, basically uh, terrible brain damage and had she been able to eventually sustain life independently, she would have not been able to sustain life in the way that she, she wanted to. Mm -hmm. And, and that happened on July 7th. Okay. And so, yeah, it's, it's very fresh.
0: Yeah. That's, I, I think it's so amazing that you, wanted to get on here and talk about her and that you wanted to do it like i always talk to people about it and a lot of people it takes them a very long time and some people are never able to talk about her um and i was like ready as soon as like i like i was like let me tell you about my mom like i it didn't bother me to talk about her because i i didn't want to lose her you know what i mean like
1: yeah, I don't want to forget and I want to honor her and I think I feel much safer discussing it in certain circles and this happens to be a circle um, that I feel safe because it's like, you know, you can say things that people who have not been been through this particular situation you know they just don't have the capacity to understand and that's okay that's okay that I hope they never have to understand it because it Mm -hmm. sucks but I think for myself um, you know one of the other things that maybe make my circumstances a little bit different is um, like two and a half years prior to my mom dying um, I had a little brother who was about 16 years my junior, who was my mom's son. I have all my siblings are half siblings. Mm-hmm. And um he um he was in a car accident where he was a passenger in a drunk driving incident. And so he was taken from us um at the age of twenty. Oh. And um So I kind of feel like, and this is much, much different. I mean, this is, that was a tremendous loss, but this is a different feeling. Mm -hmm. But I, I kind of feel like um, maybe primed to be more communicative. I don't know if that's even, um, I kind of feel like, oh yeah, yeah, I know you, your grief. So, all right, here (laughs) we go again, kind of thing. I don't know if that's, sounds insensitive but that's just kind of the reality is so
0: i don't i don't think that there, there is anything insensitive about grieving if it's your way of grieving you know what i mean like i was, I was talking to somebody a few days ago and they used humor like a lot of humor mm-hmm. some is some people that's not how they deal with things um and that was just his way of dealing with it and so i think you know if i don't think that sounds insensitive at all
1: yeah, I mean, it's not to sound casual or to say, to compare, um, you know, my brother and my mom, the relationships were, were very, very different, but I think that has definitely left me um, with, because my, it was kind of, you know, my mom and I were very close and we were together for a lot of years, just just really the two of us, and there were different stepdads and husbands and whatever but um you know there's a there's a large chunk of my past that um I don't have those memories to share in the same way with my mom and my brother because they're not they're not here anymore Mm -hmm. you know and so you can one of the things I say is like, I can talk about the memories or a specific event with someone who wasn't there and it might still be funny or, you know, still be meaningful, but it's not the same type of, of meaning as like, you know, I think you mentioned when you were telling your story about some of the trips that you and your sister and your mom used to go on and, you know, talking about that with your sister probably has just a different significance, like those inside jokes and, you know, just things of that nature that, that you just, you lose when you lose, you know, you lose that person. I mean, you really feel like, I tell people like, I don't know, I kind of feel like an orphan, even though I have, you know, I have my dad and I don't have a whole lot of other family. I mean, I have my husband, he's amazing, but it's just different, you know?
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, I think it it definitely, and I I felt the same way and I feel bad. I still have my dad as well. You know what I mean? And like, it's not, it doesn't diminish. It doesn't take anything away from how awesome my dad is. Right. You know, just because my mom's gone and I, and I'm actively mourning and and talking and, and kind of speaking about her. So speaking of memories, since we were just talking about memories, are, do you have some favorite memories of your mom that you want to share with us?
1: Yeah. um, I think I mentioned that my mom really enjoyed entertaining and she loved cooking and she used to actually make um, chocolate candy. She was really, really great at making chocolate candy. And so every year around the holidays, she would kind of get you know, she called it the candy factory going. My mom was also super cheesy and corny in a way that she could totally get away with, but we would kind of tease her relentlessly about. Mm -hmm. And um, so she would just pump out all these different types of candies and she made the most incredible Reese's Pieces cups that were like two times the size of um, a regular Reese's Pieces cup that my my sweetmates and dorm mates in college used to beg me for <laughs> um, <laughs> we would like use them as bartering tools <laughs> um, that's perfect <laughs> and you know just I have so many fond memories of um, thanksgiving Easter, Christmas, um, even up until right before she had her back surgery. you know we live in South Florida and she, my daughter's birthday is June 30th, and my daughter um, really has been getting more and more comfortable with the ocean and exploring the ocean more. And so my, my mom bought her a boogie board for her seventh birthday, and we were going to the beach before my mom had surgery, kind of like one last hurrah, because she knew she wouldn't be able to to quite do the beach with this back brace on Mm -hmm. so um, we spent a Sunday at the beach and she my mom asked me hey can I give Kaya her birthday gift a little early and I have video of them of her teaching my daughter how to boogie board in in the ocean and so just any my mom was always super adventurous she loved to kayak Um, she Love to dance. I think for her last big birthday when she turned 60, I took her to a nightclub that played um, all like 60s and 70s music, and we were out until like 2 a.m. <laughs> so she was just really full of life. She knew like probably the top 40 hits better than I did. <laughs> um, just a lot of really fun, energetic memories. She was really. Pretty much game for anything, and she would be up for anything. She always, you know, I became, and probably within like the last five years, I became a runner, and she was always coming to races with me, and she would walk or she would push my daughter in the stroller, or, you know, just um, she really didn't. And not that, you know, she was, I think, um, like 63 now, not that that's old, but she just always acted like 40. I mean, she, she was just so full of life. So a lot of really good memories. Like we would go, we've gone and got tattoos together. Um, just all kinds of different crazy adventures we would be on.
0: Oh, she sounds so fun. Like you're painting like a vivid, picture of her. And it's hard for me not to picture my mom, like in this story setting that you're talking about. Cause I, it sounds to me like they were similar, you know, just very full of life. My mom made peanut butter balls instead of peanut yeah. cups. Um, but it just sounds, you know, just like a vibrant, I think the best word I ever found for my mom was like effervescent, you know, like she just, she just like bubbled over. She was just somebody that, and it sounds like your mom's the, the same. And what, how amazing is it that you have that video?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that video is, and I have so many videos, you know, I was talking to someone who said to me, who actually a schoolmate of mine from, I'm originally from South Jersey, and we've just maintained our friendship and Facebook has kind of made it a lot less effortful to do that. And we were messaging back and forth one night and she said, you know, Facebook and that the memories, like Facebook memories is going to, you're going to love it and you're going to hate it because I have so many different pictures um, and videos of us doing things together. And it's so true because I, I cherish all of those things, but um, sometimes it just kind of feels like a gut punch. Like, one of my mom's favorite places to visit my mom loved the beach and the ocean and that was where she really felt um the most serenity and the most peace and i knew that if somehow she ever hit the lottery that she was going to buy a big beach house Mm -hmm. and so she loved this place on the west coast of florida called sanibel island and we would go there Um, about once a year, every summer, we would go for a long weekend and sometimes we would spend her birthday over there. Um, so I have had recently because it's been kind of the summer months, you know, just several memories pop up where, you know, um, Kaya's first trip to Sanibel where that's my daughter. And she actually took her first steps over there. Um, you know, just probably about three or four years worth of memories of us just adventuring over there and celebrating and bike riding and things like that. So she really was, um, yeah, just just full of life. Absolutely.
0: That's awesome. Well, I mean, you have such nice memories with her. And I think that, I mean, that's something that obviously nobody can ever take away with you. So I think just, I mean, I, have you started, I mean, it is so fresh for you. Have you started doing anything like journaling or anything to try to, to record those memories? And so that you keep them fresh for yourself.
1: I have been, yeah, I've been doing some journaling. Um, I have some coworkers of mine that were really sweet and kind of put together this, um, uh, this little box for Kaya and I to make like a memory box. Um, I have a tremendous amount of pictures because my mom took a ton of pictures as did I. So I have all of those. Um, you know, I have my mom's iPad and her phone and she kept uh, just so many photos. And so sometimes I look back, um, you know, little bits at a time. And I think I would like to, you know, I started to kind of sit down and, and plot out my life story and try and document it. But, um, I just got like a little too frazzled and disorganized and I haven't touched it in about a month. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So normal. (laughs) yeah. So we'll see if I can, um, you know, conquer that if for no other reason, just for me, um, and my daughter, but my daughter has, she has just a tremendous memory. And so she will, sometimes she will kind of say something that will, that will in turn set off. She'll say like, remember mommy. And she's also very curious. I don't know if your kids are like this. She's very curious about what my childhood was like. And so she, Kind of helps me um, keep things fresh by asking me questions about how I grew up and where I grew up. And she called my mom Gigi. And what did Gigi do when this happened? Or, you know, what about this? And so that's um, a nice way for us to to kind of discuss some of those things that were part of my past.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. I don't, my kids, I don't know. They're not super curious about that stuff. I'm not a video game, so I'm not that interesting to them right now. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I did take them. My mom's from Pennsylvania. She's from bit uh, outside of Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I did take my kids there this summer for, for our little summer vacation. We met my sister and her kids there and we did the whole tour of all the family. Um, so I think they're starting to like get the idea of, you know because they knew my mom decently well as well as they could know they were like I don't know like three and five when she passed away yeah so they knew her you know as well as you can know somebody when you're three or three and five but I think they're starting to piece it together but who knows I, I I love telling them the stories and I think that's one really good way that we can kind of keep that memory alive for them right
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, it's really interesting. We went a couple of years ago up to, I have an aunt who has a beach house in Rehoboth Beach. And so we went to Pennsylvania. I have a sister who um, has uh, like a trailer and she puts her trailer out in Amish country in the summer. And so for me, that was kind of taking a walk down memory lane. Now at the time, my daughter was three. So she wasn't, as in tune and maybe perceptive as she is now, but um, my aunt is planning another family reunion. And I certainly want to, you know, I kinda, I wanna walk down that road with my daughter because I think it's something that um, will be good for both of us. And it's, you know, it's, it's interesting. One of the things I love is that it's really neat to be able to see the world through my daughter's eyes, you know, and um you know, sometimes that can just put a little put she still has a very magical innocent um perspective and so that can kind of take me back to to some of my childhood memories in you know, in South Jersey where We didn't have to come home until the streets like lights came on and we didn't have cell phones and, you know, our parents like kicked us out of the house as soon as like, go play outside. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't want to see you until the lights come on.
0: (laughs) So. That's awesome. Keep doing that. Keep doing that with your daughter. I think that's. Yeah. 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 Nice. So uh, how has it been for you so far? I know that it's really fresh for you and I'm sure that, you know, like mine's only been two years and I'm still like going through different things on different days. So how has it been for you so far, the grieving process? And...
1: Um, I think it's been okay. Um, you know, interestingly enough, one of the first things I did, um, I, I mentioned that I was in healthcare. And, and one of the first things I did, my mom was on life support for several days. And um, I kind of knew that at some point, I was going to be um making some decisions mm-hmm. and as those days were unfolding and things were not changing in her status I just felt very um very secure in the decision that I didn't want to return to healthcare and I didn't think that I could continue to give of myself in the same way in a healthcare setting and I'm not the type of person In that situation, like I'm not gonna do things half-assed. That's my reputation. You deserve as if you're my patient, you deserve the best. And if I can't provide you with the best, and you know, one of the things that I used to tell my interns is when you show up here at the hospital at the clinic, it's not about you anymore. I don't really give a shit what's going on in your world. And that's not to be a jerk, but you're seeing people who are sick and it's about them, it's not about you. And (laughs) So I was very, um, just very strong on that decision and I feel, and I've stuck with that decision and I did resign from my job and I feel, um, that that was the right decision for me.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And, um, so like I said, I'm kind of reinventing myself and really maybe just trying to feed, um, a creative side of myself that I haven't given any attention to in quite a long time. Um, I've started writing again and just venturing into maybe looking for some other opportunities. I'm going to be helping my husband um, in his business. And so that will provide me with the opportunity to really um, really just spend my time with the people I love the most. And you know, losing my brother was kind of a little bit of that lesson, like life can change in an instant. Well, this has been like a punch, you know, a punch in the face. Hey, life can really change. So wake up, you know. Um, And so that's kind of my goal is just to, I don't want to say like, look at the silver lining, but just to take from this really terrible situation kind of the lesson that you know let me really weigh out what's important to me and what's valuable to me and why why do I need to feel obligated to do you know to keep up with the Joneses so to speak or whatever let me do what I want to do and live the way I want to live and so I'm trying to um I think figure that out. I mean, there are definitely days like Sunday that just passed, you know, I, I have been thinking like, man, you know, I haven't really felt terribly emotional. Um, and I could kind of feel it coming and Sunday I was really just a hot mess. And Sunday night, I'm crying about like a pair of sunglasses that were in my mom's car that I wanted to keep that I couldn't get the lenses clean and I'm blubbering like, I
0: just want to wear these sunglasses. <laughs>
1: ah.
0: I've been there for there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I understand that it fluctuates and I think just kind of identifying my feelings and, you know, I have a really, um, I have a really, really incredible support circle of girlfriends who Are just you know I kind of call them they're like my ride or die bitches I mean I can call any of them at three a.m. and be like Am I crazy You know (laughs) what's happening Um, But one of the things that I don't want to push and I don't want to rush but I'm just looking forward to kind of just being able to feel um, just feel that real deep natural joy you know i feel right now that i'm kind of my emotions are very shrouded and kind of like i have a veil on if that makes sense and i do laugh and i do feel happy um but it's um it's dampened it's filtered it's not it's not as free as i would would like it to be and i'm sure i'll get there i know i'll get there but um that's kind of in my process. You know, one of the things that my mom struggled, she struggled terribly after my my brother died. And she really struggled with, um, you know, I, I don't know that she would have continued her life had she not had us, to be very frank. Mm-hmm. And I don't know as a mom that I would blame her, you know, in that situation. Mm-hmm. So... When she was hospitalized and, you know, I mentioned she was on a a ventilator, I I said to her, they were trying to reduce the sedation and and kind of get her to respond and I was talking in her ear and holding her hand and I just said, you know, I said, look, mommy, if you want to be here, I want you here. We all want you here. You're going to have to fight like hell though. Your body is beat. I mean, her kidneys were failing, her ribs were fractured. She was, she was a mess. Her body was a mess. Mm-hmm. And I said, but if you don't want to be here and you want to be with my brother and you want to be with, you know, you want my brother's dad had passed away. And my uncle, who she was, you know, we've, she's had a lot of loss in her life. If you want to be with these people that you love, I understand. And I'm okay with that. And I will, we will be okay. We will survive and we will be okay. And so, I really just want you to do what you feel in your heart and be free and be happy. You deserve that. And so, you know, obviously, there was no response from her, but that's kind of how I feel. Like, this part sucks, but I would, I want her to, to, to be free. And I, I kind of just have to feel that she is.
0: So I think that's a really good way to look at it. And I think I I actually was the one that said something very similar to my mom um, when she was, you know, really, really sick. And, you know, I said, if you need to go, you can go like, we're going to be okay. And I know that that's every mom's concern is that, you know, I don't want to leave these people if they're not going to be okay. Um, Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I'm 30, I'm 38 years old. Am I 38 or am I 37? My daughter was just telling me, you're getting close to 40. I think I'm 38 now. <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> 38. And, you know, she would say to me, like, you're still my baby. You're always my baby. And as a mom, like, I get it. You know, you you just, you don't turn that off. So I think I, I really just wanted her to know, um, just like, do this one thing for yourself, whatever it is, whatever the outcome is we'll be okay. We're okay. And, and I know that I believe that, but right now sometimes okay has different meanings. You know, sometimes it means that I'm on the bathroom floor crying my eyeballs out, you know, Mm -hmm. snots everywhere. And sometimes it means like I'm out and everything is is kind of like we're pretending to be normal, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, but I think, I think I'm in the process. I have um, someone that I've used in the past, uh, like a counselor. Mm -hmm. And I went to see her probably like a month after it happened just to kind of check in with her and get some direction for myself and some different um, maybe strategies or readings or things of that nature. And so I think I'm on the right track, whatever that means. I don't know. Um, But I also know that it's going to take time. And I just have to allow that, you know, I was writing in my journal, um, I think on Sundays to myself that I just want to feel like my old self. But the reality is that when you, when you experience something like this, that definition of who you were completely shifts. And that's what I just need to accept is that myself is not who I was because, because of, of my experience. I can't go back there, you know?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, there's like, your life is now divided into two, you know, before this happened and now everything else.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, every, every event is kind of just a reminder of, um, maybe shifting traditions. I mean, we we did big shifts after my brother died. He died like this Saturday after Thanksgiving. And so that holiday uh, was altered tremendously for us. Um, and so I think the same, like, you know, October for us, it's, it's still pretty warm here in Florida, but, you know, there's a lot of different fun activities and outdoor festivals that we like to go to that we always went to um, as a family, like we would go to Oktoberfest and my mom would be the designated driver. And so, you know, that's coming up in a couple of weeks. And I was just thinking, gosh, you know, I'm, I'm still going to have fun, but it's going to be different. It's going to be different.
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. I think you mentioned that you felt like all of your emotions are kind of shrouded right now, you know, you, and I think that's, that's super legit. One of the things that I had the hardest time with in, especially in the beginning, it's getting better now, but it's only two years out. So I wouldn't say I'm a master at it, but anytime something good happens and I go to reach for the phone, cause my mom would be the first person in the world I would call to tell anything good to, you know, or even anything, yeah. anything, anything, any questions I had, she's the, she's the first call I would make. And so I remember my son, she, my mom was a really good swimmer and my son had you know, been kind of working in the pool all summer and right after my mom passed away he he decided to just like swim on his own and he did awesome and i was so happy that he had learned how to swim and it and then i just felt immediate like joy sucked out of it because i was like i can't you know and i know that's the wrong way to look at it or not it's not a wrong it is a way to look at it and i hope i don't continue to look at everything like that right Right. you don't want to suck the joy out of the rest of my life. I have a lot of life to live, you know, and I, I don't want to live everything like that. And it is getting better, but I know what you mean. And even, even sadness, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm sad that this thing happened, but it's not, it's not the worst thing that happened to me. <laughs> you know, like,
1: right, right. So- yeah, I think things are really, like last week, my daughter um, wanted to make some fall crafts for the house. And so she was... Um, kind of walking my husband and I through um, how to make uh, fall leaves and attach them to a tree. And this was made out of construction paper. And under different circumstances, I would kind of go on that childlike journey with her and just be, I think, more uninhibited. And um, that's those are some of the things that I miss feeling, it feels very effortful sometimes for me to just fall into, um, you know, just kind of spontaneous, like, look at how beautiful that butterfly is, or look at just some of those intensity of those feelings where, look at this amazing sunset. I can still feel that way, but it doesn't feel that it reaches my heart, Mm -hmm. I guess, or it just doesn't have the same depth I don't it's hard to explain but you know what's interesting is um I was looking through pictures um after my mom passed and I was looking for a picture because I created this evite and I I had this celebration of life for my mom at the beach and it was very small very small mm-hmm. and I had never noticed before maybe because I didn't want to notice um that kind of some of that sparkle that my mom always had when she smiled, that that sparkle in her eyes shifted after my brother died. And I never noticed it until I was looking really intently at trying to find kind of the perfect representation of her for this Evite that I was creating. And I guess that's maybe a little bit of how I feel. You know, I kind of joke like, with my friends, like, oh, I'm not always going to be Eeyore, (laughs) but that's kind of how I feel like,
0: oh, I'm Eeyore
1: right now. I'm
0: like the Debbie Downer. (laughs) So, um, I think that's really interesting that you mentioned that actually with the pictures, because I've noticed that in myself, I was telling this to my sister. Like I can take a look at pictures before my mom passed away and recent pictures of me and I'm smiling and I'm having a good time, but there is, there, there is something different about me. It seems more, you know, like a, like a, a more dim version of myself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's how I felt that my mom's smile, um, almost like it didn't reach her eyes. That's, I think I used that that specific explanation to someone that that I noticed, and um, so I don't know. You know, that's kind of how I feel inside. Like I'm still experiencing emotions, and I'm still, um, you know, I'm still grateful to be alive, and and all of those things. It's not. Um, I'm not completely doomsday, but I don't feel the same. Um, I I think the same intensity of. I just feel heavy you know, you feel like this heaviness and I want, I crave that lightness back because for myself, I feel like I was just starting to shake some of that off with, um, with my brother, you know, and then it was kind of like, oh yeah, just kidding. Now this is going to happen. So, um, you know, uh, it's a different experience, but that's, I think at the end of, well, let me not say the end because I know this isn't it's not an, a journey that ends, but I really hope that some at some point in the future, I feel that I can heal enough to experience that lightness and um shake off some of that 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 heaviness that just kind of uh goes with the territory, i guess
0: mm hmm Oh yeah, for sure. And that those are that's totally normal, by the way. Like everything that it, and maybe it isn't for other people, but it is. I I really connect to what you're saying right now. Um, so I think that's. I think you're you're on the right track. You're doing your thing. You won't always be or You will definitely, <laughs> you know, get your get your groove back. Get your spark back. You know. Let me get my tigger back. <laughs> you will. You will. It's not. I'm not worried about you one bit. And another thing that's super normal that I really connect to is the reinventing yourself. So, yeah. um, I, cause like, I, I felt like for me, it was like my definition of success had changed, you know, like I always wanted to like work up the, I was in sales and I always wanted to work up and like, it was always important for me to like, you know, get into the management and then get into like VP of sales, director of sales, that kind of thing. And then as soon as my mom died, it was like, ah, I just want to be home when my kids get off the bus, you know, like that would be success to me, like, and to, you know, make a living doing something that I love. That's, that's where I'm at right now. And I think that's normal.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, gosh, you know, in certain ways, I feel like it's such a shame that it took that for me to figure it out, but I really feel like, um, and It's not that I've loved my job. I loved my job. I loved helping people, but it's just not where I want to be. And so if I go, you know, my goal is to like, pretty much like you said, if I can find something that I love that allows me to make money, awesome. If I can help my husband's business grow even better. Um, you know, we homeschool our daughter or I homeschool our daughter. So, um, you know, those are the two most important people for me, even on like my worst possible day, like, Oh my God, I'm the worst mom. I'm the worst wife. I didn't cook any, you know, Um, uh, those are the people that I want to spend my time with. And so I think that priority, like, oh, well, why, why do I have to do this? Who says I have to have my friggin' IRA retirement fund be X amount of dollars? Like, you know, that that whole, um, you know, buying into the should of's that really, I think, kind of bog you down when you feel like you have to be a certain kind of responsible adult. Mm-hmm and just kind of shaking some of that BS off and say, well, screw it. You know, I'll figure something out. So.
0: Totally. And you will, you like, I'm sure you will.
1: Yeah. And you know what? I mean, sometimes opportunities present themselves when, when you least expect it. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just to kind of go with the flow and, and figure it out. But yeah, I, I don't feel, um, Healthcare is just not where it's at for me right now. Mm-hmm. And it's a hot mess in in the U.S. I know you're in Canada, so you're...
0: It's true. I am. I'm American though, but I do... Uh,
1: yeah. 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 But it's like a friggin' disaster down here.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty... I'm actually considering myself pretty lucky these days. So... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. That's all right. So, I mean, the, the show is called Pearls from My Mom. And the idea is obviously to share the story. Um, and then... I really always like to find out what the one like it doesn't have to be one but the the piece of advice or the pearl of wisdom that your mom gave to you and it and I always tell people it doesn't have to be like a catchy phrase or something like that it could be the way that she lived her life or just the lessons she taught but like what is the one thing if you could just like take away from from what your mom the lessons that she gave to you what gave to you what do you think the the pearl of wisdom would be
1: i think if she if her life became a phrase or a sentence um it would just really be to live intensely and feel everything and enjoy everything and give it your all um and and really to to love love those around you and surround yourself with the people who make you feel good and who support you back.
0: I love that. Sounds like you know, like I said, it sounds like she was just full of life and and it sounds like from talking to you that you're doing the same. So you really did, you know, you you've taken that pearl of wisdom and you've, you know, you you decided you weren't where you wanted to be in your job. So boom, we're done with that. You're moving on, you're reinventing. And I think that that you're doing exactly that advice and I think that's all your mom could ever possibly want right
1: yeah I think so I mean that's that's kind of my goal is to just really you know I know it's kind of cliche but this isn't the dress rehearsal so where what do I want my obituary to say or what do I want what kind of you know I want people to have tremendous memories of me having a great time with them not like oh she worked. Twenty bazillion hours a day, or you know what I mean. Or she was crabby because she was overtired and overworked. And you
0: know.
1: um, so, for us, you know, one of the things we love to do as a family, um, my husband and I, love to travel. We've always traveled with our daughter, and those are the types of things that, like, making memories is is really important to us. I don't care about things. I mean. Things are nice. And I was reminded of that really quick after Hurricane Irma knocked out our electricity for a few days. And I was <laughs> I was like a crabby bitch. Like
0: <laughs> understandable. Yeah.
1: Turn this air back on. It's a hundred degrees in my house. But um but you know, that's that's the reality that I just the takeaway for me is is memories and experiences and that's that holds more value than like I said cars houses stuff um, so that's kind of how that's how I'm trying to live
0: That's awesome. I think it sounds to me like you're doing a great job and I think that's a great way to live. So keep on keep it on. Uh, Thank you. I will. <laughs> so I know like it hasn't quite been a year for you yet. In fact, it hasn't even been 6 months for you yet. So I know I bet people have probably told you that the the year, you know, throughout the first year, there's always these like landmarks that are kind of difficult, like whatever holiday, you know, like, I don't know if it's Christmas or like whatever it is that you do. um, Those ones are big ones, birthdays, those kind of things. So are there any traditions that you plan on carrying on to make those, those landmarks easier? Or the landmarks, is that the right word? Whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. (laughs)
1: Um, well, I will tell you my mom's birthday was August 17th.
0: And no, it's August eighteenth, they're Leo. Yeah,
1: I remember you mentioning to someone else whose mom was a Leo. I think also. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, sorry, so, mean to No, that's okay. So for her birthday, um, I went and got a tattoo. I have I have quite a few tattoos, and so I had um my artist. Oh, there's my plug, Hellcat Tattoo. They're awesome.
0: Um, yeah. <laughs> go see them in South Florida. South- yes. Yeah,
1: so- West Palm Beach, Florida, Uh uh-huh. There you go, there you go. And um, I had my, I asked my artist, I explained the situation and I explained what I wanted and I had him um, draw for me a kind of like a profile view of a lion's face. Mm -hmm. And I asked him to put a, I looked up on Google um, like what kind of flower represents uh, like a mother's love Mm -hmm. which happens to be a pink carnation. So I asked him to add a pink carnation into the lion's mane. And I asked him to add a couple of Florida um, native shells into also into the lion's mane. And so I did that for her birthday. Um, And we got together and we, we had a cake. My daughter and I baked a cake. Um, We didn't sing or anything like that. I just kind of played the day however I wanted to. Um, One of the things this year, we always, always, um, probably since my daughter became old enough to be interested in Halloween, we always dressed up together. The three of us were always kind of like matching costumes. Like one year we were the Frozen crew. Uh Last year we were unicorns. One year we were witches. So, um, you know, we're still, my daughter and I are still going to do those things. Um, I don't know what we'll do for Christmas. i trying not to anticipate. I know it's going to be different. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's going to be bizarre. I know it's going to be emotional and surreal, Um, my goal for my mom's birthday was just kind of like, you know what, let's just play it out and see how we feel and do what we feel like doing. And if that means that we go to the beach and, you know, pick up some shells, we do that. If that means that we stay home and we don't want to talk to anybody, we do that. And um, so I think I'm going to kind of just continue to to go that route. I don't want to create expectations. Um, and I don't want to necessarily change traditions that we really love because to me, you know, I, I want to acknowledge and kind of embrace that memory. And I think that she would love that. You know, one of my mom's biggest concerns with my brother was that people would forget him Mm -hmm. and, so I don't want her. And that's kind of part of my motivation for doing this. Because after I signed up, I was like, oh, gosh, I don't even know. It's a good idea. Like, I'm, I'm not.
0: <laughs> i to be doing this. Yeah. I'm
1: not far enough out. All these people have more experience than me. You know, am I too, like, new for this? Or But that was kind of my motivation is to to really. Um, embrace who she was and she would be all about this. She was very, like I said, she was very candid. She was very real. Um, So just to kind of see, I know there are certain things like my mom was very, very much into the holidays, the holidays and family. Unfortunately, one year she tried to teach my brother to make candy Mm -hmm. and we just Ate all the chocolate and didn't learn how to make candy, so I can't make candy. I can't really bake at all very well, but so I can't carry on that tradition. I kind of wish I could now, but um,
0: I could send you the peanut butter ball recipe. That thing's super.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, I I kept some of her cookbooks. She had this Betty Crocker cookbook. I swear, it's it's got like 1970s written all over Mm -hmm. it with you know the color combination and so. You know, I'm going to maybe flip through that and kind of just see what, what comes out of it. But I, I know I'm not going to be able to, to do it the way she did for sure.
0: But I mean, however you do it, she's going to be with you, like in your heart and you know, you'll, you'll be laughing at me. Oh, for sure. (laughs)
1: She's going to be laughing at me. In
0: the best motherly way possible. I get it.
1: Oh, Totally. Totally. Yes. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's awesome have you had any I always ask people this and I sometimes I always I feel silly coming out of my mouth and nobody's told me it's ridiculous yet so um, have you felt like she's visited you all at uh, you at all I know it's still very new but I don't know if you've had dreams about her where you feel like she's there or if like you know me when I see like a cardinal flying by I'm sure it's her like do you have anything like that
1: I haven't had any dreams about her yet um but you know even with my brother i haven't had a i've had one dream with him um one of the things we had this um this thing i got i don't know what to kind of what to call it but um right after my brother died uh i had signed up for this my very first half marathon and it was about 2 weeks after my brother died and my mom said to me she said look you've been training i want you to do this your brother would want you to do it please go it was in st augustine which is about 5 hours away from us i'll be fine i have you know this friend that friend whatever go up for the weekend you know do this for me do this for your brother so um i'm running in the marathon and um you know through the way a huge part of running I don't know if you're a runner or not but it's all about a mental game right Mm -hmm. and so when things get tough because my training kind of sucked at the end because my brother had died Mm -hmm. so I was saying like okay you know I can do this my brother was in this terrible car accident and if he can suffer through whatever pain he experienced before dying I can do this I can do this I can do this and so she's saying mentally as I'm running like you know Trav if you're here with me just give me a sign give me a sign I need this motivation and so on the race course I start to see now my brother's favorite color was hot pink okay Mm -hmm. and I start to see these hot pink feathers oh and so I keep seeing these feathers as I I'm running and kind of every time I need this mental boost. So my, my mom, myself, my daughter, we kind of all would collect feathers and say, you know, that's, that's Travis. My brother's name was Travis. Mm -hmm. And, um, so, um, I have kind of continued that with my mom where, um, I found anytime I find like a random feather, I think, Oh, hi mom. You know, Um, Anytime I see a butterfly, anytime I see a couple of birds playing in my yard. Um, When we had her celebration of life, uh, there was a double rainbow at the beach. You know, just those types of things. Um, Anytime I find a heart-shaped seashell or... So there's a lot of little ways I feel like um, she communicates with me but not necessarily, I would love to have, I would welcome that like a dream or some kind of, you know, I still write on my mom's Facebook messenger. I still send her messages. I still send my brother messages. Mm -hmm. So, um, I would love to feel more, um, in tune with her by having a dream, but you know, that's, that's not on my time either. So
0: Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, we don't get to decide that, but well, I hope you do too. And I think one thing that the first person I interviewed, her name was uh, Mary Rogers. One thing that she had told me was just because she's gone doesn't mean your relationship with her stops. And to me, I find that infinitely helpful um, just to keep thinking like, yeah, I mean, she is gone, but I still have a relationship with my mother Is I didn't, I didn't completely lose, you know, that doesn't like negate the 35 years I had with her previous to that either.
1: Right. And I think, you know, we told, what we've told my daughter is that, you know, the person that you love is, is still a presence in your life, but that their energy has shifted. And, um, you know, it's funny because sometimes I feel like my kid is, like way more spiritual than I am, you know? And when we went, we we had planned a trip to Clearwater for my daughter's birthday. And when we found out my mom was having surgery, we moved it because my daughter's birthday was June 30th. Mm-hmm. My mom had surgery on the 28th of, of June. And so we moved it to the end of July, thinking that by that time, my mom would be recovered enough and she could kind of be on her own. We live like a mile apart from each other. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, circumstances happen. I asked my daughter, do you still want to go to Clearwater for your birthday? And she said, yes. Um, I don't know if your kids ever saw the movie um, A Dolphin Tale. No, no, they didn't. Okay. So A Dolphin's Tale is based on a true story about an aquarium in Clearwater, Florida. You should check it out. It's a a cute story. Morgan Freeman, right? What's that? Yeah. Morgan Freeman. Uh-huh. And Harry Connick Jr. He's pretty easy on the ice. If yes.
0: <laughs> Wouldn't mind any of that. Okay. All right. Yeah.
1: So, um, on the last day that we were there, we did the aquarium. It was amazing. We took this, um, this pirate boat tour and we're out in the Gulf. I think we're in yeah, the Gulf and these wild dolphins start swimming next to the boat. And I said to my daughter, I said, oh, my God, look, Kaya, Gigi sent us dolphins. And she said to me, she turned dead serious. And this is her reality. And I admire that. She said, no, mommy, Gigi didn't send those to us. That's Gigi. That's Gigi and Uncle T. She called my brother Uncle T for Travis. And Gigi's a dolphin now. And just with such conviction. And I was like damn, you know, I need some of that just to be able to, to kind of practice what I preach as far as like that shift in energy, you know, and understanding that.
0: For sure. Uh, Kids, you know. they have a special, you know, like they're just, they're just enlightened human beings, you know, <laughs> because they're so pure and.
1: Yeah, they're not jaded.
0: <laughs> <laughs> cynical. They're yeah. that so well, I think that's awesome. That sounds like, sounds like she's got a really good connection to both your mom and your brother. So that's. This.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I think you know I feel lucky to be able to have that, um, you know, those little to be able to kind of see those messages with feathers and dolphins and butterflies and birds and yeah. I definitely, I definitely believe that's that's real. You know, that's real for me anyway. So sure.
0: well, always keep that keep <laughs> keep that going always. Don't don't lose. yeah
1: yeah definitely.
0: Now, I know this is super new for you. So just to kind of tie it up, do you have any advice for anybody that's going through the loss? I mean, this is so fresh. Like, what have you been doing that's helped you? Or w- what would you tell people who have just, who are kind of in the same boat as you right now?
1: Hmm. What's helped me? Vodka's helped me. No, <laughs> I realize, but... it never hurts to make a martini now and then. You know? <laughs> um, You know, what's helped me is just, I think, Um, to allow myself to feel Mm -hmm. and to be lucky enough to have a support system in place to kind of sustain me and hold me up and love me unconditionally and allow me to feel and just do me, whatever that me looks like, you know? Um, I think that... I think that I don't venue is not the word that I want to use to describe what what you're what you're doing. But I think that this is really a remarkable thing. um, Because, you know, you're a total stranger to me, but we share a connection that um, is a really intimate, powerful connection. And I think that that's really helpful. It's really helpful for me anyway, just to be able to feel like, hey, you know, there are other people out there who, who are walking in your shoes and understand where you're going and what's going to happen. And I think that guidance um, and support is is wonderful because they're not judging you. You know, I know that whatever I say to you, you're not judging me. You're not going to be like, "Well, you should be over that by now."
0: <laughs> not at all. <laughs>
1: right. So, I think that's a really um a really special thing. Um definitely whatever feels cathartic and and allows me to take care of me. Um writing, exercising, yoga, trying to meditate, um whatever that is just not putting any expectations on myself and just kind of allowing allowing me to do what feeds my soul I guess
0: that's that's incredibly good advice and I got I got misty-eyed when you were talking thank you for the nice things that you said by the way I um I started this because I I did feel alone. And I, I was like, I know I'm not. Like, I know that other people's moms have passed away. And I know that a lot of people don't want to talk about it, but some people have to want to talk about it. And so that's exactly why I'm doing this. So thank you for the nice words that you said. And I think, you know, not putting the expectations on yourself and surrounding yourself with people that are allowing you to To talk about it and to to grieve and to you know sometimes be weird you know (laughs) and and even if people don't understand at least they're supportive I think that you're doing the best possible thing you could do for yourself so
1: yeah yeah I mean I feel really lucky like sometimes I look around I'm like what in the world did I do to deserve such amazing people I mean my husband is like above and beyond. And my girlfriends are, it's, it's just incredible. And even, you know, even my dad and my parents have been divorced since I was four. So, you know, I mean, even everyone who has, who possibly could has really shown me just a tremendous amount of love. And that, that means a lot, you know? So
0: well, Melissa, you get what you give. And so w- what you did to deserve this is you've, you've been an amazing person and now you're, you're getting, you know, like, and you'll be there to support people when they need it. And I'm sure you've been there to support people when they needed it. And now you're getting what you need from them. And so I think you answered your own question. You're just, an, you're an amazing person. I'm just an amazing regular person. <laughs> you, are, you Totally are. And I'm so happy that you came on today to chat with me. And I hope that you enjoy, I always, like, I feel so good after I have these conversations, you know, like, I just feel like that was nice, you know, and I feel so connected. So I really appreciate you coming on here and doing all this and, and talking about it all. And yeah,
1: I appreciate that because I wasn't sure what this was going, like how I was going to feel, you know, like I grabbed, you know, grabbed the tissues just yeah. in case, you know, it's always, it's always
0: handy. It's always a good idea to keep them by.
1: And, um, but this is really, this is a really beautiful thing. And, um, I really appreciate you kind of giving me the opportunity to, to, um, to use this and be here and talk about my mom and, and, and just kind of remember and really focus on, um, yeah, how, how incredible she was. So
0: it sounds like it, it really sounds like it. Well, with that, I'm just going to ask you one last question. Okay. I always like to ask this one. Is there anything that you felt like was left unsaid or that you wish that you could say to her or that you do say to her uh, that you want to share with us? You know,
1: You know, I think um, I said everything I wanted to say to her in the hospital mm-hmm. um, over the, that period of a couple of days. But there definitely was. I wish that there were parts of my life that I still felt, I think, kind of angry and resentful about with regards to choices my mom made, you know, when I was growing up. And I was working on trying to find that forgiveness in my heart. Um, And I hadn't quite gotten there until I think tragedy. And I wish that I would have been able to have a more open dialogue instead of kind of a a one-way conversation with her that I would have, because I think she knew, you know, it wasn't that we necessarily spoke about it, but I think she knew that there were certain things that I was still kind of certain baggage, let's say that I was still carrying around. And I wish I could have said to her, you know what, mom, like I've let this go and I love you. And, 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 I understand. I don't, maybe I don't understand. Maybe I do understand, but I forgive you. And I I wish I would have been able to accomplish that before, before she died.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and that's totally understandable, but it's always, you know, something that you can can figure out how to, to keep that going. You know, if if her energy has shifted somewhere else, you know, then maybe you can figure out how to how to get that- and you
1: know what I, I honestly think she would be like don't worry about it don't mm-hmm. you know what I mean that's it's my own it's my own bullshit really I I feel like that you know that that's my own stuff um but I I wish that we there were certain things specifically I will say definitely around like my brother's death um and other things further back, back into the past that I wish we could have maybe had more of an open dialogue and just more um, I don't know. I wish I would have been able to just let some things go. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, you know, now I have because what kind of I don't wanna say I don't have a choice, you know, I always have a choice, but um now in those few days it's like, what the hell? This isn't important. Why am I why am I holding on to this? You know what I mean? But so
0: you like Elsa. You just got to let it go.
1: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I, and I was her for Halloween a couple of I years know. ago.
0: You, you guys all dressed up as the... Yeah,
1: yeah. Was she Olaf? She was Olaf. My mom was Olaf. <laughs> she awesome. was sweating all her poor little snowman makeup off because she had like a, <laughs> a fleece onesie and it was like probably 85 degrees here still. Oh but,
0: you know, the things you do for your grandchildren. That's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> And on that note, Melissa, we are just going to wrap it up. And, uh, and like I said, I can't thank you enough for doing this. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope everybody enjoyed listening to us. Well, thank you. Thank you again. I thoroughly enjoyed my chat with Melissa. And I have to say, it's the first for me. I have never interviewed somebody so close to the time that their mother passed away. I mean, it's only been a few months for Melissa. So I have to say that she is super courageous and I really applaud her for wanting to come on here and tell her mom's story and I think that she's doing a really great job in her you know starting off in her grief journey and those of us you know I would imagine most people that are listening have some familiarity with that grief journey whether we you know we're all at different stages but uh, you know I just I can't say enough about her wanting to come on and share so I really appreciate that and I hope you enjoyed listening um I started off the show by saying, uh, you know, thank you to everybody that's downloaded and connected with me. And I just want to reiterate that I cannot tell you how much this means to me. I started this podcast as therapy, basically for myself. I wanted to tell my mom's story. I wanted to hopefully help other people tell their mom's stories and just connect with other people who are working on it. You know, we're all working on it. We're working on our grief, we're working on, you know, carrying on with our lives and our careers and our families and I am forever grateful for all of the people that are listening and for all the people that have connected, but I want I would love to connect with you more. So, I'll give you all of my social media stuff and if you're the the type to get on there, please get on there, connect with me. Even if you don't want to tell your story, on the podcast you know connect with me anyway tell me your story or just say hi I don't care but I'm just I'm so th- th- these connections have meant so much to me so um you can email me I have two emails I've got pearls from my mom at gmail.com I also have pearls sorry share at pearls so those are two emails uh twitter instagram i'm at pearls from my mom um, i have a facebook page which is pearls from my mom it's a small page i don't post super often but hey if we get more people joining hopefully that'll push me to post a little more often um, i have the the domain pearls my and it's a small blog which doesn't have a whole lot of content on it but i I'm working on posting more, you know, I'm also a mom and I do other stuff too. So I'm working on it, but I'll, I'll get more stuff up there. And that would be a great place for you to, to come check out as well. And then last but not least, I have a Facebook group that I started. It's really super small right now, just like a handful of people. Um, But I would love to be able, it's a, it's a private or closed group. I don't know what the difference is, whatever. It's one of those two. Um, And I would love to be able to, post on there and have people kind of join the conversation with other people that are going through the same thing so if that at all appeals to you um, send me a request to join it's pearls for my mom community support group so anyway thank you everybody for listening and as always keep sharing to keep the legacy alive